when you want investors to buy shares, you might want to decide at what price. Valuation is a crucial element in the fundraising process. Yet for early-stage startups, it might be difficult to put a price on their business. Welcome back to Fundraising on the Go, the podcast brought to you by PwC Next Level, where we unravel the mysteries of fundraising for startups. I am your host, Otito Dosumo, and I'm excited to have you join us today. In our previous episode, we showcase how to prepare a good financial model. In this episode, we dive into a crucial topic that's often on the minds of entrepreneurs seeking funding, startup valuation. Valuation holds the key to determining how much ownership you'll be giving away to investors. making it an essential piece of the fundraising puzzle. So let's jump right in and explore six different methods of valuing your startup. This episode might get slightly more technical than other fundraising on the go sessions. If you would like to read more on this content at your ease, you can always read the blog post we wrote about startup valuation on our website. Let's kick things off with the first one, fixed ranges. This method involves predetermined valuation ranges set by the investor. Think of it as a take-it-or-leave-it investment offer. It's efficient and leaves no room for negotiation, which can simply simplify the process for both parties. However, it's more of a binary decision, devoid of the nuances of negotiation. Fixed ranges is a valuation method that is mostly used for startups without any market experience at ideation, or seed stage. These startups don't have any historical data or current revenues to take into account when calculating the valuation. Another valuation method that is often used for early stage startups is the cost approach. In this approach, your startup's value is determined by tallying up all costs and expenses incurred since its inception. This straightforward method reflects the idea that your company's value aligns with the total cost associated with its development. While it's quantifiable and based on historical record, it doesn't account for intangible assets or future potential of the company. A third way to value your startup is with the scorecard method. Investors use this method to determine your startup's value based on key characteristics, comparing it to similar companies in terms of growth stage, industry, location, and more. This method considers both quantitative and qualitative factors and allows customization based on investors' strategy. However, it can be subjective and may not align with market practice. Note that this approach doesn't take into consideration any factual financial data about the startup. That's why the scorecard method is another valuation method used for startups in an early stage. Now, Let's get into the fourth way of valuing your startup, which is the VC method. The VC method is a forward-looking approach. This method relies on projecting your startup's future earnings to calculate its potential exit value. It's well-suited for early-stage startups that gain traction in the market and provides a glimpse of the company's potential growth. Yet, it heavily hinges on exit assumptions, potentially overlooking other crucial factors. There's also the discounted cash flow method. This popular method estimates your startup's intrinsic value by projecting future cash flows and discounting them to present value using a weighted average cost of capital. 
the discounted cash flow method requires assumptions both about sales, growth, profit margins, and other key financial metrics. It is robust and comprehensive, but is highly sensitive to assumptions and may require intricate inputs. Last but definitely not least, we have the market multiples approach. This valuation method compares your status financial metrics to publicly listed companies in the same industry. The market multiples method uses ratios like price to earnings or enterprise value to revenue. And it's practical based on widely accepted data, but can be challenging due to different accounting policies. As this method uses data from publicly listed companies, investors use this valuation method for startups that are more mature and have the potential to become publicly listed companies as well. So there you have it, a breakdown of the main valuation options for startups. Employing multiple valuation methods can provide a well-rounded understanding of your startup's value, helping you negotiate effectively. Remember, while these methods guide negotiation, valuation remains a tool rather than an absolute figure. The next step in our journey is the investor outreach phase, where we'll take a look at some best practices for reaching out to potential investors. Thank you once again for turning into the fundraising on the go. See you in the next episode.